Raiders family, it's Berkey here and welcome to my post-match review week 20 against the Warriors last Friday night in Auckland and what a smooth and beautifully velvet performance that was. Um, probably one of the most intimidating, I'll come to the, I'll come to the intimidation factor through my top 10, but it was a, a wonderful example of probably where we are now at with a side that is suddenly starting to understand when you have the foot on an opponent's throat, you don't give it a second chance. So it was really refreshing to watch our boys be as ruthless, be as, ruthless as they were uh, against an opposition that were absolutely desperate for their years that we snuffed that out in the first 15 minutes. What was really impressive about the first 15 minutes is once, as I said, we took, we took the crowd and the home ground advantage totally out of place by scoring um, those first three ties. So that was a really big sign in August well with some big matches coming up. Let's get into the top 10. Uh, I've gone for the first one is the Joe Parfitty middle run. Without a doubt, Parfitty's best performance all year. He's hardly been on the field. When he has been on the field recently, he's been very low in confidence. If this is what he's now going to be in the next eight weeks, we are in an awesome position then. Um, he was intimidatory, uh, he was ruthless, and he looked big. What I found interesting about his run, um, particularly the first try that Sia uh, scored, it took, he, he took four defenders with him, made about 30 metres, um, but he never went to the ground. What was most interesting, as I was about to say, was that uh, Hodgeau was hitting him first off the ruck a little bit wider. He wasn't looking for Louis or, or, or for Parley through the game. He was trying to hit, uh, he was trying to hit Tarpany as much as possible instead of, the, instead of our, our middle forward. Now, the good thing about that, going a little bit wider to Tarpany with his footwork and his size, he was dragging market defenders over and edge defenders in. So whether it was a ploy or whether it was just luck or fluke that he was the one there at the time, but it certainly gave us a really good roll-on with someone like Joe and his ability to uh, get his head through the advantage line, as I said, and with his size and not going to ground. It really got us on the front foot a hell of a lot better than him doing those little jagged edge runs that he does so well. So it's a great sign for us heading into these big games over the next few weeks, as I said. Joe's got at least 20, 25%, I think, more in him still. Um, now we've got a confidence game in front of him, which augurs really well for us. Number two, I've gone for Bailey Simonson, who, sadly, if the cards fall the way they may, he may not get to play another game this year unless he's a, 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 um, a reserve, which I doubt Ricky will have him on the bench at all. Uh, but his game, once again, on Friday night was absolutely enormous. We've got a good one here. A guy that's big, uh, with great footwork at the line, a good team man, and doesn't say die attitude. His try in the second half just exemplifies the sort of players we have this year who are desperate to make every post a winner. Um, and Bailey's performances this year have been exemplary. Minimal mistakes, if any. Um, his runs out of that uh, back end have been great. And he really puts us on the front foot. So another top game from him. Number three, I've gone for Thornton. You could see the other night how, how probably um, uh, uh, impactful we now are with the way that we're running our plays. They, see, they don't seem clunky. Everyone knows where they have to be. Um, inside men know the time to run. Edge players know when to hit the gap. Block players know when to block. So this is really important that this fluency is now starting to bubble to the top uh, because this is what we're going to need come finals time. We can't have hiccups or we can't have our attack being clunky, 
everyone needs to know where they've got to be. It's just got to be an instinct thing, is the word I'm looking for. It's just got to be instinctful that when Aiden goes three steps left, I've got to be on his inside. When Jack runs, he's, he's, um, when Jack runs across the looking for a player, I've got to be the one that comes underneath. So those uh, instinctive types of plays right now are going to be critical for our, for our success against these bigger sides coming up. Straight lines, I've gone for number four. When we're in form, you can see everyone is eyes up, heading straight. When we struggle is when we're eyes across field looking across field, obviously. We, we need that straight play. We need that straight runner. And the other night, you could really tell how, how, our, how our lines were really beautifully run. The Hodstow run in the first half where he uh, popped it to Jared, who hit Bailey. Um, that's the heads-up type of play where we're running straight, bringing defenders in, eyes up, and looking for our support. So those types of straight-line plays are the best types of plays to run instead of off-field because defensive lines have to make a decision if the guys are going straight. Number five, I've gone for intimidation. We needed to beat the Warriors in Auckland, yes, but we were very in symmetry the way we did it. 46-12, whether you're home or away, is a big score line in the NRL. It doesn't mean that a, a side scored a lucky try at the 75th or 78th minute to break the game apart. We broke the game apart in the first half at 30 nil, and still won the second half 16-12. When a side gets 30 nil up, you might expect that you know, in the second half that the, that the uh, opposing side might win the second half 12-6 or 12-4 or 14-8. But it just shows how much of, uh, of a ruthless side we've now become. It was 46 on the Warriors, who weren't missing many players, but we sucked their confidence out of them early, and that's what, I mean, that's what a side of asymmetry does. Um, they, they are ruthless in their way that they approach the game, uh, and that's sort of DNA we're now going to have to bring over the next eight weeks. Uh, number six, I've gone for Sia. Uh, once again, a couple of months ago, I was a little bit worried about his impact wasn't as good as what it used to be. But the last three or four weeks, our spiritual leader has really got a sniff now for where we're heading. He can see, I think, on the horizon, some big finals matches coming up, and he's dragging everyone along with him. That's what spiritual leaders do. They don't talk much, but their action just gets everyone in a vacuum to take us forward. And that's what he did Friday night. His first try, um, impeccable. He hit the gap like that centre three-quarter where he actually come from outside into the gap and then went away um, with his palm and his bend and was able to beat Shrek over the line. So that's a really great sign for us to see. I like that he's starting as well. I prefer his start to come off the bench. I know him... Louis and Papali like to rotate. I prefer to see Sia starting. Number seven, togetherness. You can just see how gelled we are as a side. Winning uh, and confidence just breeds a lot more of it. Um, and you can see how happy our guys are every time we score. There was a lot of a lot of high fives, a lot of hugs, a lot of passion. The likes of Bateman, Hodjo, Jared, those were the leaders bringing the side together, seeing one togetherness. Uh, I think that's really lovely to see, um, and that's going to help us big time when we get in the trenches later on. Nickel Cox, that was awesome. I would really now love to start seeing him spread a bit wider. Similar to the Parramatta game when he scored that wide try, I think he can really open our attack up on those edges now. I know how good a runner he is out of dummy half and around the ruck. I'd now love to see him come and do a little few more second-hand plays with either Jack or Aiden or Bateman or Elliot. 
I think his footwork, his speed off the mark, will just add another dimension to his game uh, at the back end of the season. Now, he's really got to start testing some of these really uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, far better defensive guys like the Roosters, the Storm and the Rabbitohs and CNK's the real wild card key, I think, in order here to start to explore his options a little bit wider and just ask a few more questions of those edge defenders. Number nine, I've gone for Paul Alpapali and Louis. They were enormous again the other night. As I said with Tia, I probably prefer Louis started. Um, I don't know why. I just felt his impact of the night may not have been as good as it had been in previous weeks. For some reason, when he starts, he just brings or seems to have a lot more venom against that the opposition starting pack. Whatever it was, he had a, a massive game on Friday night. Once again, I'd probably prefer to see him start the game um, and come off the bench. But that rotation's working really well. Two really solid front rowers, uh, puppet size and footwork close to the line to get that side was enormous, as usual. Um, and Louis just heading down that middle third, up and back, up and back, was critical to that forward game. Number 10, I've gone for Hodjo, um, a sublime performance, um, just as smooth as any book could be all year. Uh, and it brings a smile to my face to know that uh, this is where his level is now at. I think he loves the challenge. He's got um, uh, Cameron Smith in two weeks' time, a big Roosters game this weekend against a quality outfit. But I think Hodjo's really now up to this challenge, particularly now how he's got a side behind him to understand what they need to do to give him the momentum to get outside on the front foot, and that is win the ruck, quick play the ball, no mistakes. And we're going with Hodjo in support. You can see on Friday night when Hodjo ran, he had left runners and right runners up in line with him, and that's what Hodjo needs. He needs to look in someone's their right, or look in someone their left, or look out the back and someone's out the back as well. So that's what makes him so, um, so ruthless uh, and such a powerhouse out of dummy half the options that are able to give him. That person may not get the ball. The, the defensive line's asking the question, is he or isn't he? Your hot joke can go himself or give the or, or, um, or offload if he has to. So Raiders fans, that's it for this week's top 10. Um, thank you as always so much for your support on my Facebook page, my podcast, YouTube channel at Berkey's Top 10. Uh, once again, this weekend's preview, I'm super looking forward to against the Roosters. It's a big preview from my perspective. I think there's a lot of ways that we can uh, tear the roosters apart, which I'll share with you on Saturday. Uh, but as always, guys, any crews that you know on any of those platforms and forms. And as always, this is Berkey out, Lee Green. <laughs>